0: Prepare jazz tickets to the game against the Denver Nuggets and the Oakman and Nikoli Jokic on February 2nd. That's next week. Be the 12th caller and you will win. Right now, 12th caller, two tickets to the jazz game on Feb 2. There you go. Joining us now is somebody who never really believed in me, but I just stuck it out and finally I won him over. Scott Gerard. good morning.
1: I always believe in you, PK. And you were well-established way before I ever got around. So, so uh, if anything, it's it's uh, I always hope you believed in me, which I don't think has really ever happened yet. But I, I do appreciate that.
0: <laughs> oh, I believe in you. Absolutely. No question about it, man. Uh, I mean, I've wavered a time or two, but that's just natural. I'm a human being.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes the expense report doesn't get signed in a timely manner and, you know, it hey. get a little cranky, and I totally understand that.
0: What's eight months, you know? No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that was the old place. This uh, is the new place now. I know. A uh, lot more efficient. Talking about belief. So I've got this theory, man. The Jazz, sure, got guys out. There's just no doubt about it. I mean, significant contribution. That's the reason why they've lost nine of 11. We cannot deny that. But at the same time, when I look at this division or conference around them, even when they get their guys back, the task for me is tougher than I thought because Phoenix, even though they went to the NBA Finals, it's crazy to say, but I think they're way better than last year. And they very well could meet them in the second round of the playoffs. I don't think the Jazz will drop to where they'll meet them in the first round, but the second round, and so... They're way better, and that they really scare me. Golden State is—they're just lurking. They're always there uh, when they got their guys. And Clay Thompson's going to come back, and Green's going to come back. And I mean, they didn't even beat them, and I guess it's not a fair. Uh, Uh, Comparison because the Jazz didn't have their guys the other night. But then you look at Memphis, man. Memphis has really come on. They're tough. So I don't know if the Jazz get all their guys, if they can finish third. And then you got Dallas is playing a lot better, and Denver's hanging around. So my concern level for the Jazz not being as high as I thought they should be in the standings, it's removed from the fact that they don't have their guys to, yeah, but even if they have their guys, these other teams are really good Am I overly well, thinking about this or what?
1: No, no, I think you're spot on on this. I mean, there's – I think that everybody's just been kind of – and I don't mean the Jazz particular, but I think everybody around the league has been hiding around this, oh, you know, once COVID gets over and, and we get all our guys back or the injuries get back, everything's going to be plug and play and you're going to be in pretty good shape. Here's the thing with the Jazz is that their window was last year. Like, that window was open – Last season, they got the one seed. Golden State was way down, and and you know, and then the Clippers exposed them in the second round, and and it came back and bit them in the butt. And so now Golden State's back up. Phoenix is, I as you mentioned, I think they're actually playing better than they did last year. And Then Memphis is not just the cute little Grizzlies anymore; they're a nasty, must-watch TV. I mean, that's my guilty pleasure on a night where the Jazz aren't playing to sit back and watch Memphis play. Yeah. they're fun to watch, and they're a problem. So, so yeah, you know, this is. This roster, as currently constituted PK, is not an NBA championship caliber roster right now. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen in the trade deadline, but they're not there right now. They may have been there a bit last year, but as of right now, they're not. I mean, there's, there's just too much concern about Rudy Gobert getting drawn out of the paint, and then everybody just takes their shot. As much as we got upset with Markeith Morris and what he said, and I don't think... I mean, he was pretty extreme in saying nobody else defends, they just funnel everybody to Rudy. Yeah, But to a certain extent, he's right. He, that's that's kind of who the Jazz are.
0: So I'm going to hold you personally responsible because you said they're not good right now, which leads me to believe that... Uh, no,
1: okay, no, don't, don't PK this right now. No. I didn't say they're not good. I'd said that they're not a championship caliber team.
0: Okay, good I enough to win. American. Good enough to win the title. To me, that implies that in a week and a half there's going to be a move and if Ingles gets traded, I'm coming after you.
1: Well, uh yeah, because look, let's be honest here. We put that Ingles conversation together a long time ago when Ingles was not Joe Ingles and right. Joe's been kind enough to continue to go on the radio with us. Um um, uh, so, yeah, if we lose Ingles, I'm not going to be happy about it either. I, I agree with that 100%.
0: But you have more pull within the jazz organization than I have. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's so far from the truth. It's scary. They don't even know my name. It's DJ and that other guy.
1: <laughs> hey, they've been spelling my name wrong for the last 15 years. Why should anything change now?
0: Although if I do come on the air and say Nah, Gordon Hayward isn't going to be resigned, then then they know my name.
1: Then they figured out really quickly <laughs> that is true. Yeah, you bring in some beat writer from Boston, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. For- and we're we're just we're, we're just throwing all the skeletons <laughs> out of the closet this morning.
0: At least I got a free lunch out of the deal. That wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> why would I do what?
1: no I'm just uh some of the quotes oh, 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 from like oh from yeah, that I
0: gotcha, I got you I got you I got you I yeah. got you, yeah. so we see that man, was the theme from Rocky playing with the uh, aztecs did they did they did Justin bean go up and cut me Mick the guy had one eye he had one eye he did it all with one eye. can you believe it <laughs> no it actually.
1: It honestly happened a little later in the game. There might be a little <laughs> hyperbole there, but uh, uh, but it's it's still a fun story. No, and it was friendly fire too. He got uh, some. a uh, teammate who came. They were fighting for rebound, and his chin came down, or uh, or no, Bean's eye came down and hit hit a uh, guy in the back of the head. And so it was it was friendly fire. But it was a big win. Like Utah State, like it's an interesting year in the Mountain West Conference where there's a lot of really good teams. Colorado State's really good. Wyoming's turned things around. Uh, Boise State uh, won 13 in a row, and Utah State's played all these teams, and they're all like one possession games, but they yeah. kept losing.
0: Right, right. And right. so
1: it's just a uh, it's just a matter of trying to turn the corner, and then taking on San Diego State, who's you know a really good team, and uh, and and certainly uh, you know a top 30 Ken Palm team, and uh, and uh, and to beat them and beat them the way they did last night, that was really good for that staff, that team. They needed it. Ryland Jones has been out for a while. They've lost Brock Miller for a while, so they've been down. Two starters for quite some time, and and uh, they needed that one last night. That was a big W.
0: Yeah, how many teams do you think you're going to get in in that conference? Three,
1: four. Uh, I think I think I uh, might be. Well, you remember? Was it? Uh, I don't know. Jake might remember this too. There was a year I want to say like nine or ten years ago. They got like five teams in, and uh, or four or five. Just an exorbitant amount because. Everybody had high early RPI numbers. They got some really good out-of-conference wins. And then they all just kind of feasted on each other and kind of elevated everybody's uh, computer numbers. And, and this year is kind of that year. They've got like six or seven teams that are top 60 net and top 60 uh, Ken Palm teams. And so I think four is a realistic number. It probably won't be four, it It'll pro- but I think three is certainly within the realm of possibility.
0: Well, oh, yeah, I would say three is a definite I I would say it's beyond a realm. I would be surprised if they didn't get three. Because, And I always think that you have to relate it to other conferences, too. And I'm not sure the Pac-12 gets more than three. And a lot of times they get more than three. So my point is that opens up some bids for some other teams and other conferences there. If the Pac-12 is only getting three, then the Mountain West is looking like there's a possibility of – Four, but I think three. As I look at it now, yeah. and we still got about uh, you know, a little uh, about a month to go. That three, three is a given uh, right now. Well, it, go ahead.
1: And, and it kind of depends on it. Kind of depends on what your committee's looking for. You know, some committee are more eyeball test guys, and some are a little bit more computer number driven. Uh, if it's a computer number driven committee, then then they're definitely getting four in. I mean, Utah State last night, I mean, that's a nine-loss team. Utah State's 11-9 and on the season, um, but their numbers jumped from, they were still hovering around 70, and now they jumped up to like 53 in the net and 52 in Ken Palm. I mean, for BYU sitting back, they're looking at Utah State losing nine games, and it's still nearly a quad one victory for BYU against Utah State just based on those numbers, so... Uh it's it's kind of an interesting year for the Mountain West Conference, certainly with some of the teams they're able to they they've been producing.
0: So watching the game, man, you put on a tie to call these games. Wow, man, that's very impressive.
1: Hey, you know what? Look, the big man upstairs didn't give me a lot to work with, you know? So <laughs> I figure I got to at least try to dress the part. I don't look the part, but at least I can dress the part. I mean, I, I brought out a new blue blazer last night to try to really kind of, I don't know, change the mojo up a little bit. And so, you know what? Like, like we're not a Lemma Harrington. We're not Thurl Bailey. <laughs> but at least we, we can uh, we can at least try, uh, you know. And, uh, you know, we felt At least I failed miserably. But, you know, you got to give it at least your best shot.
0: Does Locke know you're gunning for his gig?
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I think as long as Locke has the, uh, has the um, how should I say this, the bankroll to be able to drop uh, what he did on a massive RV slash van, his traveling broadcast van, I think he knows that he's pretty safe in what he's
0: doing right now. Okay. Have you seen, the, have you seen that thing, by the way? I have not, no
1: holy smokes he claims it's a van it has a queen bed in it and he's got like a full kitchen and a bathroom in it and he just drives it everywhere he goes it's the craziest thing
0: and he's probably got it sponsored too i mean knowing him he's a machine that way man he's he's something he is. Uh, he's, boy. He's always on the top of his game. I got to give him credit. He, he, he. I mean, he he never sleeps. I mean, literally. I mean, like, just a handful of hours and he's ready to go. The guy is wired. Promo code locked on. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> his energy level is just unbelievable, uh, for sure. Yeah. So Tom Holmes having a Tom Holmes having a media gathering uh, this afternoon. Uh, he does it uh, once or twice a year and uh, I'll, I'm going to go down and represent the station. Uh, what are some things that you think that the, the public would like to know of Tom?
1: Uh, that's a great question, and, and I wish Tom would do this more instead of the, you know, the semi-annual super-secret roundtable discussion. Um, I, I think the transition into the Big 12 is probably you know, the number one topic, And I think the Boise State news that Boise State was getting dropped from their schedule and and how they're going to manage University of Utah going forward. And and I think there's some big storylines. And the fact that they're actually now ponying up some money for coaches. Mark Pope's probably going to need some more money. Kalani Satake got his extension. Um, I, I think the underlying theme is now it's a big boy athletics for BYU. Are they going to commit to that in terms of salaries, in terms of making sure coaches are compensated, that all the resources are, are there, it sure seems like they're heading in that direction. Um, but these things cost money, and to, and you know, and to be a big part of, of athletics at this level means, you know, sometimes there's people out there that you're, you know, the the LDS faith is going to be a little bit more on display in terms of some of the issues that 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 have hampered BYU in the past. I mean, Sunday play is the least of their issues. You know, you got the LGBT. Uh, concerns that are going to follow them wherever they go. And is BYU prepared to handle that? I think they are. I don't think it will be a huge issue, but but that's something that they're going to have to address when the spotlight is on you even more than it has been in the past. Um, Are you ready for that as a university? Because, uh, you know, Tom Mahomes all in on athletics. Is the university as a whole all in on athletics too? And it sure seems like they are far more than they have in the past, but are they going to continue to get that commitment uh, from the uh, big building in downtown Salt Lake City, that they're going to need to be successful.
0: You think that that was something that they must have uh, gone through and had those discussions before they say yes to the Big 12? Because if you're if you're not, then why bother doing it? You know, because if you're not going to be financially competitive, then why put yourself in a position of failure? Because I think that, and I've been speaking to football coaches it's not like they're petrified, but they believe it's going to be a lot tougher than what it has been. And obviously basketball speaks for itself and you know the other sports oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure of. But the, the football situation, they believe it's going to be, a, a, it's not going to be an easy transition by any stretch. So I would think that they would have the financial uh, parameters already set up or why bother doing it?
1: Well, that, that's my thought too, and and I think so. Like I I do think that it's important for BYU to get that message out there and say we're all the way, we're all in, and we're all committed on this. But you're spot on. Like I remember, and I can't remember who the first non or the last non conference game was, but I remember Kyle Whittingham walking off the field in 2011, and everybody was so fired up and excited for the Pac-12, and then all of a sudden the realization was they're playing their first conference game i believe in the coliseum against usc correct and they're like oh 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 well this was all fun to talk about but now we actually have to go out and do it and especially if you got oklahoma and texas hanging in there for an extra year while you overlap i don't know if that's going to be the case or not when uh, when the lawyers get involved but i mean welcome welcome to the uh, welcome to the big station especially on the basketball side when you, know, you play uh, Texas Tech one night, and then you get Baylor the next night. Oh, and then you have to go to Manhattan, Kansas, and play Kansas State. I mean, uh, that, it's going to be a rude awakening. I think BYU should be fine. I think they'll be able to translate fairly well, but it's going it's to take some time to ramp up, as we saw with the University of Utah.
0: Yeah, that's funny. In basketball, you mentioned three nationally ranked teams, and you didn't even mention Kansas. Yeah, I know, right? Right. And they're always on top of the world, uh, at least, you know, top ten, and vying for everything that you want to vie for. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I'm I'm interested to see what Tom has to say. One of the things that I want to ask him is that, uh, obviously football scheduling and what are you going to do with Utah, what are you going to do with Utah State? And then also relative to football, where do you think that your financial package, not just Kalani or Pope's salary, but the, f- the whole financial commitment, where do you th- where are you comfortable ranking in the Big 12, right? Do you want to be yeah. top yeah. third? Do you want to be middle? You, you be bottom, you're probably going to get what you pay for there. So where are you comfortable being, at what level, Relative to what the other schools are putting out. Not just, we, 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 sometimes I think we focus too much in on the head coach's salary when there's a lot more to it than that.
1: Yeah, no, there's, and, and, and it, you're, you're right because, and Hans, Hans shared this story a few years ago where the football team is in that, you know, indoor facility, which is a great indoor facility. But everybody gets a piece of it. True. And so the football team's out there trying to practice and get ready for I don't know, um, you know, University of Utah, and uh, some you know, pimple-faced dork comes in and goes, "Hey, you guys got to get out of here because the, uh, the uh, intramural lacrosse team's coming in here for practice." And they're yeah. like, "No, no, get out of here! Like this this shouldn't be happening because we're the football team. They're the nerds. Get out. This is we're the ones driving the ship here." And but that's the world they were living in for a lot of years. That can't be like if you're a Big 12 school, you got to act like a Big 12 school, which means football and men's basketball get whatever they want to be successful. You just roll out the red carpet. You say here's a here's a checkbook. Go out there and be successful. Because if you're gonna play, if you're gonna have facilities like Kansas in football, then you're gonna get Kansas like results. You're spot on on that.
0: Right. All right, Scotty. I know you got a high-level meeting coming up. Uh, put in a good word for me. I know I'm dangling by a thread, and I need it.
1: You are the most secure person out of everybody on this staff. Like, especially, by the way, when you're on uh, when you're writing articles that are setting records. Is, you know, record-setting articles.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, put in a good word for me because I'm always I'm always one sentence away. You never know.
1: <laughs> you know the fun thing is is trying to make you laugh and realizing that there's only like two or three people that get the joke, but at least <laughs> you do, and I appreciate it.
0: Hey, as soon as you get off the air, I'm gonna go Biden to deucey on you. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna think you the mic's don't. not on and and uh and Yacht's gonna keep it on.
1: <laughs> oh man. I, that's like my biggest fear if somebody leaves the mic on during a break, because it would wreck uh it would wreck a career in a hurry.
0: There you go. All right, listen to you and Hans today at noon. Thanks, Scotty.
1: You got it. Thanks.
0: All right, that's Scott Gerard. You hear me every day with Hans Olson. The Idaho Farm Boys. Doing their thing. They've been doing it now for a number of years right here on The Zone, and you will hear it again today at noon. Stay with us. We're going to go in. We're going to delve into a little bit about uh, BYU BYU football and maybe some Utah basketball. Jay Drew covers both. For my former employer, the Salt Lake Tribune, he'll be with us at the top of the hour. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.